Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. When we last left the 3v3 Podcast, none of us knew what we were going to talk about. And then Lou Lamarillo opened his drawer and surprised us all by pulling out some Scrapple to go with his heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, you know, maybe a a tablet to go and binge watch some show that he's still stuck on. (laughs) No, if he's... I don't think for one moment Lou watches television or, like, streaming programs on a tablet. That's what I was going to say. Do we do we know if he's finished F Troop or Bonanza yet? Mm. Or the he's, he's working on Maverick, I think. Or Matlock? He's working on Maverick. The old James Garner Maverick, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that show. That used to be on the old television, the cathode ray tube. Mm-hmm. The talking box. With the moving picture things. The televisual radio. <laughs> um, yeah, he's MIA, isn't he? he he's there's been. It's 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 you know. I think this is when he spends his time at home making his hard tack because you know he makes he makes a batch that'll last through the season. Mm. Um, I think it's the scrapple he's worried about right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, to everyone that that fell for the hook, line, and sinker, you know, it has to be the Islanders. <laughs> um, <laughs> hardy, har har. I told we we said it started out as a joke, and then it just sort of became like, well. But what if it's true? It's it's kind of <laughs> plausible. <laughs> God. Oh boy. People, people, boy, I tell you. Um, did any of us predict Calgary though? Because we well, yeah, we got to remember he vetoed a trade there. And I'm wondering now if the old, you know, the Stanley Cup said. Go where you want. You have me now. Mm. Take it's me. not that far north of Alberta. You know, it's in the more that, temperate climate. Not that far north of Alberta or in Alberta. In Alberta. <laughs> I was going to say. Cause... I, I am currently staring at pictures of Amp? very terrible minor league Baseball jerseys inspired by the Buffalo Sabres. That's oddly specific. <laughs> well, thanks, sportslogo.net, for this. And leaves me with more questions than your statement answered, such as... Why Calgary? No, 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 no. Going back to the jersey thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... Just, oh dear God, Pat, why did you link them in the chat? <laughs> My pain is your it. pain. <laughs> if, he, if, if he has to know, we have to know. Are all the players named Buffalo? Because I see they have a shot. So he's not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. They have, they, they are, wow. Um, the they are, they, they are classic, um, classic Buffalo Sabres. Um, French Connection line style sweaters with the the blue shoulder bars and uh... jerseys. This is baseball. Cassie, <laughs> do we have to have this discussion again? Maybe. <laughs> and <laughs> and the old Rondell part uh, is just a. I mean, they could have at least used bats, right? They honestly should have. Instead of but, the crossed sabers behind the buffalo, they should have used bats instead of making the the circular part of the logo just 
a baseball by adding this stitching. But this is clearly a the Pagulas did not give us the rights to use the logo. Uh, okay, I can see that. And Jesus, how far have we fallen that we're sitting there? The first stop out of the show was Nats and Cod. The deal that everyone was like, where is it? Oh, my God, it's in New York. And then we're talking about Buffalo Bisons. Squirrel. Huh? What? (laughs) And if this isn't an indicator to just get rid of all drawstrings and fake necktie things on hockey jerseys, just, just. Get rid of that curve. They screen printed it on there. Nike, if you're listening, don't do the faux, like, let's do an impression that looks like drawstrings on a jersey. No, just do away with it. <clears throat> hey, Patrick, drive down to Eugene. <laughs> so I can get some doors. <laughs> are, have they announced something, or are we just assuming Nike's going to. Oh, I, I am making the assumption that. No team will allow fanatics to do that, and it doesn't allow the NHL to double dip on a deal. So this is true. Not, I I presume Nike would be the front runner because they have control of every other major sport. Maybe the NHL is creating their own jersey company and producing it themselves. No, wait, no, no. That makes too no. much sense. Never mind. There's no, no there's no money to be made. It, it actually makes less sense, Cassie. There's mm. just like oh, Pat so they said, are going to do it. Okay. <laughs> right. They they would take on all of the cost associated with producing their own sweaters, and it would um, offset any of the profits that they would gain from their sweaters. Now, I have um, potentially a wild card, maybe. Is what. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. We're listening. It, it, what? It, this isn't an e, any East Coast bias wild card, is it? Um, uh, kind of. Okay. Okay. I I did attend university with the founder of the company. I, I never. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna and, go with state flags, huh? That makes me sad. <laughs> Cassie, do you have a pie around that you can shove into your hole? <laughs> huh? Well, I huh? No, I do not, and no, I don't plan on going to get one either. <laughs> well, you know what? I am going to Amazon Prime now. You something that'll be there shortly. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I, I'm just wondering because you know they've Under Armour has some collegiate deals mm-hmm. at at various levels, so they're the manufacturing side of the things are kind of there. Not to mention they'll need to replace all the undergarments that Adidas was apl- supplying. Correct, and if there is a company that still maintains production of some of those undergarments. Um, I mean, even within their hockey collection, which they do have, unlike Adidas, they do, they do, and right. their stuff's not terrible. Right, right. I mean, they've got the you know the the fitted grippy tops, you know, that some guys like to wear under their sweaters, and you know the the leggings and shorts and all that. I mean, they've got hockey stuff. Because they do have some hockey player endorsements. And they used to be the prime outfitter for a few teams in the league. Because I remember succinctly, because I have a pair of them, even though they weren't branded as Oilers. um, They were doing Oilers gear for a while. Like all of the bench um, crew, right? Like all of the training staff was all under armor. And I'm just wondering if this might not be an opportunity for them to get their foot in the, I hate saying this term because everyone's going to laugh, the major sports league. <laughs> With, well, it's you, you think about it, it's the lowest risk of of them, right? It really is because 
they're not the largest of companies right. compared to the its West Coast brethren. Maybe they'll be a little more creative than, say, what a Nike would do. And well, they still outfit quite a few NCAA hockey teams, so... Right. I And I think it would be... A way, I really do think it would be a way for them to get their foot in the door, you know, because they've got players, right? They've got basketball players and, you know, endorsement deals from from some of those guys, but they don't have any inroads outside of the shoes for them, right? You're not buying a Steph Curry Under Armour branded Golden State Warriors sweater. But, you know, man, it'd be kind of fun to have Connor McDavid stuff, wouldn't it? You know, you've got mm-hmm. Steph Curry has his own line with them, but none of it's branded outside of the Steph Curry name. So we keep talking about um, player endorsement type stuff. And some of these guys come up with their own clothing lines, but, you know, they're they're outsourced and you know basically that's just licensed material that's being made from someone already you know you're looking at you know you look at something like the rock right he's got an endorsement what the hell's the rock do he's an actor but he has an under armor training line i mean that's kind of a company that thinks a little bit outside the box because they don't you know they're not they're not getting the michael jordan type deals right but they're generating revenue. I really, oh, wow. I really hope that they do come to the table on this. I think it'd be absolutely fascinating. You know, who, you know who else is in this sphere as of last year? New Balance. God, could you imagine all of the, the cream? training shoes that that you know everybody would be in khakis and cream new balance shoes and polo shirts i mean i've been told that a new balance is a bad shoe aren't they still aren't they owned by nike or adidas i thought they were sold off that's the question who owns who because because you said Nike, and I would, I would just assume at that point Nike would. Do they still own Bauer? I think they do. No, they. No, do that's not. right. That's right. I would. You I would know, but here, Bauer. here's the interesting wrinkle with New Balance. You know who does own them? Adidas. Warrior. Oh, boy! There's a brand so I'm looking at expansion. So by owning them. They already pay to have their logos put on different things. Uh-huh. It seems to be that uh, a lot of Hockey East clubs and athletic departments, so in various real leagues in other sports, all have this new balance or a real brand name, not something niche like Warrior. Maybe there will be a little more competition for, you know, who's going to potentially put their logo. Yes, there are already logos of corporate entities on hockey jerseys. Who's who's going to put their logo on uh, Nazem Kadri's flame sweater in a few seasons? So, and this may be a... um, May have this question may have an obvious answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I'm having a really hard time trying to not poke the bear. Um, <laughs> things coming out of your guys' mouths, and I just want to like just be obnoxious. Um, <clears throat> and this would be different, how? Yeah. Oh no, I'm in a mood. I am in Uh-oh. a mood, oh, and yes, so yes, I need yes. to like keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, it's the it's the reverse. It's the summer of George. Come on, do the opposite of what you normally do. <laughs> anyway, so, so my question with the probably obvious answer is, uh, 
we know that the NHL likes to control everything themselves, but what are the odds that they're just going to leave it up to the teams? Zero. Yeah. <sighs> it's whoever is going to bring the longest term contract to the team. Gosh, that sounds familiar somehow. It kind of does, and look where that NBC deal left us. And now, and that Alex, let me take things that I wish we could redo in history for four hundred, please. Uh, no, I was also thinking just players in general. It's like how many players signed for like, oh gosh, seven years, at the age of what thirty-two? Um, yeah, year three or four. That might not be might, might not be looking to like stay in a certain Calgary type place, you know? So. In that respect, I will I won't blame the the player for taking the bag on a contract that will is valued more than the rest of his rest of his career earnings alone. That's that's the worst part about free agency. If we're going to change subjects again really quick, is <laughs> go back. It was a squirrel. Um, as players tend to get rewarded for what they've done, not what they're going to do when they hit UFA, right? We we kind of acknowledge that's the that's the weird dynamic about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone complains about it, and nobody does anything about it. <laughs> that's, because, that's because everyone in hockey, and I do mean pretty much everyone, has a serious lack of foresight. <laughs> they don't As- think about the future impacts of anything. They think about the now and they focus on the past and nobody thinks about, oh, well, you know, what's our five-year plan? You know, (laughs) it's just, they don't. They learned from their predecessors during the 04 lockout. Yep. The players who had good deals on the table, um, you know, screwed everything for, you know, their kids, honestly. Because, you know, nepotism and all. Mm-hmm. My second question. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> going back to this swirzy sweater jersey talk. I wonder if there might not be an opportunity for two manufacturers to jump in. One does home, one does the way, or some. One does Eastern Conference, one does Western Conference. There's that, or one Teams does. Teams can just pick whoever they want. Uh, that was one idea, right? Mm-hmm. You have two suppliers, you can pick which one. Um, costs are the same, they have a standardized fabric requirement, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, but design isn't, you know. Too forward thinking for the NHL. I, I, I this I which know. Is why, which is why I have a problem with the Under Armour idea is because they are willing, that is a company willing to take risks, and the NHL is one who doesn't. You know who else was willing to take risks? Adidas. So that yeah. just, no, they were. They were. No, I know. I, that was, know. A, it, I wasn't making that league. noise about Adidas. I was making that noise about the league. <laughs> exactly. It was making your point. There is a reason Adidas is cho- choosing to, you know, walk away from this deal. Well, it's up, and I don't think they want... We we talked about this at, at one point. They never cross-marketed anything. You never oh. saw Adidas do anything with the NHL. With that, because they had the rights, right? They they had the opportunity to, and I think they tried some very small things, like a shoe, a athletic shoe for a certain player who may rub the hockey men the wrong way and PK. Yeah, and I'm sure that's why they didn't. I'm sure that's exactly why they didn't. Is because the NHL doesn't like that stuff. I they think it's like anti-team for some reason and it's like you can keep your individuality and still be a part of the team i'm i'm not even talking about you know because i i'm you know i mentioned the whole steph curry and rock stuff right (laughs) i'm not even Mm -hmm. talking about that you go up to under armor today and out of the sports category you select hockey and there is under armor equipment made for hockey adidas never did that right they oh 
They did, but boy, was it buried. This is what I'm saying. And and it was basically none of it was branded for hockey. I mean, a lot of it was just cross training stuff that they, you know, put different colors on. Because, I mean, here's the problem with, like, working with the NHL, generally speaking, is that clothing uniform companies want to promote certain players to promote their product, right? Because they do that with other sports. They do that with baseball. They do that with football. They do that with soccer. Everybody does that except hockey. And so there, there are some exceptions that you could probably name on one hand from since 2005, um, but but they don't do that, and so that's an issue for any company coming in to like make jerseys or equipment or whatever for the NHL is they can't market that stuff like they would any other league. So this is a funny, you know, this is a thing. Uh, they they talk out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because PK had his own logoed stuff for a long time. Andre Kopitar, I mean, Christ, you can't, you couldn't see an interview after a game with Andre Kopitar without him wearing his, his AK-11 hat. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you, you look at, um, I mean, they they branch out and do it on their own. I'm sitting here looking at a at a Tyler Sagan branded, um, you know, training board, balance board. It's got his logo on it. They make right. them they make them step out. You know, they the players do it themselves. Right. At their own cost. And at their and, own risk. And which is fine, right? You know, there's hey, go go, frick, go be entrepreneurial. You know, um, up until a point, unless you're PK Sudan. <laughs> well, then you just get run out of town for doing it, um, because then you're distracting from the team. And I think oh, you're not a team player. Yeah. I think we're starting to see that ground soften a little bit, Cassie. I think we are. Um, and the reason I say that is. Some of the bigger players are starting to do it. You know, the Anse Kopitar is a fantastic player. Um, is he a is is he a league star? Right? Is he a superstar? No. Mm-hmm. PK Subban's on the on the back eighteen of his career. Um, but I think with the stuff like what Zegras and Milano did and and with ESPN and TNT being a little bit more flamboyant, I think that ground is starting to soften. And you it's a it's sort of one of those strike while the iron is getting warmer, not when it's hot, because when it's hot, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Strike and make it hotter. And it's a it's kind of a case of I think if they did it now and went with somebody like Under Armour and lined up McDavid, um, you can't tell me that that stuff wouldn't fly off the, start flying off the shelves, especially in Canada. Well, so I wonder, I wonder if part of the problem, too, is the fact that the NHL would want to keep all of those proceeds for themselves and not share with the player who is being featured. But they kind of have to do that already. Because right, but I, I'm talking like I'm not talking. I'm talking on an individual basis and not on a like profit sharing basis. Well, you've got that. You've you've got that ability at that point to license the logo back to the player for his merchandise should he want to. Right, but I'm yeah. saying I wonder if the NHL doesn't want to. That's kind of I wonder if that's part of the reason why they don't like. You know, they, they're okay with players striking out on their own so long as they don't blow up into something viral, right? And because they want the money. They want their share of the money. They want all of the money. <laughs> you know, it's it's the, it's the uh, you're using the NHL logo so that money is all ours versus the player saying, well, my name is on it, so I should get some of the money. And the NHL going, no, 
Well, they have to. That's part of the PA agreement. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Every every time you go up the NHL shop and you buy a sweater with a player's name and number on it, they get a cut. The players get a cut. Anytime you buy a jersey with the team logo on it and the player name on the back, players get a PA gets a cut. Because there is a PA logo on all non-jersey items with a player's name. Yep. So anytime you buy any of that stuff, you will generally see two hang tags. One is off, you know, some have extensed it down to one where they just say it's officially licensed NHL project or NHL apparel or officially licensed apparel from the NHL and NHL PA type thing. But yes, there has there is an, there's been an agreement in place price for like 40 some odd years, I think. Because that was always the bugaboo with NH with with trading cards too, right? Right, is some of the trading card companies wouldn't pay the NHL licensing fees, so they'd end up airbrushing out all of the the NHL logos. Which, but, at that same token, thank goodness they have stuck with Upper Deck and didn't do the idiocrate, idi just mind-numbing, stupid thing that baseball and other sports have done. And they've let fanatics, just some big corporate shell, do it. And, you know. God, I can't wait for fanatics to blow up in a few years. Because if there's one lesson I have learned is overexpansion, rapid overexpansion is going to do nothing but kill your business. Unless you develop, you know, servers that half the internet uses. Not naming names of companies. Mm-hmm. Just at me next time, Pat. Okay, just at me. Okay. Okay. What? It's it's the other company in your town. Shit, like half of them are in my town. Um. And yet nobody will give me a job. Anyway. Grass is not greener on the other side. I can guarantee you that one. Oh um, no, no, that wasn't no. I, I, I I've been trying to move back to Washington since I left in 2005. So. <laughs> well, you know, my plan is working then. Um, uh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I've uh, you know you 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 irked me one episode, and I have just made it my mission to prevent you from coming back. Um, yeah, hey. I will thwart you one day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love, love, love to see Under Armour do it, because it opens an avenue for for Big more player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Um, it opens. <laughs> It opens an avenue for more creativity, I guess, and more partnering with with players. Because I think Nike, you know, Adidas is only going to go for the top 1%. Nike would only go for the top 1% because they want guaranteed sales type thing. Under Armour would, would be more willing to feature a Trevor Zegras or a, or a, or a um, uh, Mason McTavish. Up and comer. Yeah. See, what we need to have done is we need to have whoever is running the uh, Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account. No, please no. Create their (laughs) own business so that they will jump on every little, like, trend and blow it up into something, like, people can buy. (laughs) They they jumped the shark. Uh, But if it gets up away from the team and I can just get real information. Oh, wait. No, that's never going to happen either. That's yeah, so become not. a brand. Yeah. They become a brand. That's that's just how it is now. I'm sorry. Is that term? No, that term's never going to go away, Patrick. It's been ingrained into this entire societal mechanic that we have today. Um, yeah. Speaking of Mason McTavish, I I, uh, I I appreciate the effort, everyone, but that's not the first time I've seen a goal line save by a player. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I, I get context of in the moment and, you know, and everything, 
but literally you see a play nearly identical to that what half a dozen times i've done it a half a dozen times in beer league i mean who hasn't done it half a dozen times you know (laughs) you you swing at it you knock it down you knock it out of the air you knock it out of the crease while it's on the goal it is not the greatest play in canadian hockey history i am sorry i said it i said it out loud i you can at pat clark at left shot dev (laughs) uh, for all your complaints um because i know he'll forward them to me and tell me to f off um (laughs) that retweet button is very powerful uh yeah it really Mm -hmm. is and and so is that mute button (laughs) thank you cassie so so is that leave this conversation button which i found this morning yes um you know lovely one you know what's great about that moment today still haven't seen the play it is buried on the TSN homepage as I presently look at this. Um, okay, I see results of the game. Yeah, it's like two thirds of the way down the page, maybe one third of the. It was so nice for this to be quiet. Yeah, that was to that be was... over. <laughs> oh my god, for it to be like over. I would enjoy the tournament one if I could watch it my country legally two if it's just it's just a tournament when certain teams are playing in it and haven't been eliminated by the quarterfinals it's the greatest thing known to man otherwise you don't hear a peep out of people and this seemed like a nice happy mix of okay some stuff came out i've seen zero highlights of said tournament because eh, I'm kind of checked out on some international uh, governing bodies. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep all these tournaments uh, outside of, say, the World Championships and maybe Olympics to uh, the summer seasons. Can we do that? Oh dear God! Do you know what kind of upheaval there would be in Canada if the if the U20 World Championship moved? from the Boxing Day to New Year's schedule? Because, speaking of TSN, talk about a company that within 35 years has ingrained an event into the conscience of a society writ large and conditioned them to expect this magical post post Christmas event where we all gather around the campfires and and you know sit in our warm comfy houses and from Boxing Day onward enjoy the spectacle that is boy hockey. And the commercials aren't even funny. They couldn't even take that bit from the Super Bowl, you know. A mediocrely played game with some, you know, pomp and circumstance around it. Nationalistic pride. Let's just call it what it is. In the midst of controversy and, uh, you know, badness. Well, <laughs> why, do you, why do you think it's two-thirds of the way or a third of the way down TSN's board? Mm-hmm. Why do they have a, uh, a story on... Uh, Sarah Fillier and, and her sister above said tournament for reasons to right. make certain advertisers not lose their their poopy. stuff, not lose their poopy. Um, and I'll ask this question because it came up in a conversation I was having a couple of times. There's genuine hockey fatigue around. Oh this dear tournament. God, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So slapping this already sullied tournament, well, sullied for one nation, which happens to be the host nation, um, in the prime slot of hockey fatigue calendar just was never going to be a good thing. And and I I hate saying this, but it was probably the best thing for Hockey Canada Oh, dear God, yes. Because it 
you had to be like kind of like you were hinting at Pat. You had to be digging and paying and looking for it to find it. And there's and they have been able to, for the most part, quell the onslaught of bad news. So they've had that sort of window of quiet where they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, uh, Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News had tweeted something about how on TSN, the current president of the IAHF, uh, has, has was saying that um, Belarus and Russia are banned from international competition tournaments um, for the for next year for 2020 or for the remainder of this year possibly next year they're going to take it on a year by year basis and it was on the tweet was up for exactly five minutes before he deleted it because he was at the tournament uh, and saw this interview and I, I'm sure he was told to take it down. That's your editor-in-chief of a shredded-to-pieces publication, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. Got me shocked. Yep. Remember, folks, it's not actually the reporters that you should be upset with. It is the editors. Well, it's the reporters if they don't ask the question. It's the editors right. if they do. Right, and it's it's removed from the article. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if the question is asked, that's good on the reporter. If it's if any of the information or the, the question in, in, in its entirety is removed, that's the editor. And the editor also does the pull quotes and the lead. And often the title of the article. That's true, too. Speaking of which, The Athletic is hiring a new editor or another editor. And an editor to do what? Mm -hmm. Add in gambling phrases into stories oh, for, you know, all the beats that won't have coverage. Take out all of the in any of the uh, potentially political commentary that people have uh, made. And now, have they clarified which beats are going without this year? Nope. But which beats have open positions or haven't had stories published about them in months, even though things have technically happened? Mm -hmm. Which beats have reporters that are currently residing in their home states and not the state of the team they cover? No, it is August, but mm. certain writing has been on the wall for certain beats. I mean, dear Lord, if there was a season to have an Arizona Coyotes beat reporter. Oh, God, no kidding. This is it, man. This, this would have been it. Um, At least for the first half of the season. Bare minimum. Well, first half of the season, they're barely at home. <laughs> All the more reason to have someone covering the team. Mm -hmm. That's true. You got to remember, Cassie, their schedule is basically ASU has first priority for their season. So Arizona is largely gone for the for until like December, I think. Yeah, I haven't looked at their schedule. So, you know, I haven't looked at anyone's schedule and I haven't watched a game since January. So. <laughs> So why am I on here, you may ask? I'm here for comic relief. <laughs> and perspective. Yeah. Sure, we can go with that, too. Anyway, well, that was a conversation killer. Come on, guys. No, no it was <laughs> No, it's a conversation only gets killed unless Kevin Weeks breaks the story. Okay. Um, okay. Just like when Jacob Truba was announced captain of the team before he was announced captain of the team, because we must do everything in a marketing frame of mind instead of saying, hey, here's some news. We'll do a press conference with him later. Yeah. But wait, there's more. 
it's it's the announcement to announce we're announcing an announcement for this marketing thing yeah that sounds about right But hey, you know, the draft is going to Nashville like we heard about several months ago, like at the last draft. But and, hey, and, we, we had an announcement. And 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 the um, award show, because I know everyone's dying to keep up on that. Yeah, because they saw the NFL pulled a big event outside in downtown Nashville and say, hey, how could we do this but worse? <laughs> I will give them credit. They finally put a, a meaningless event right next to half of a meaningless event. And I'm talking about rounds two through seven. Um, in the same city so that you can capture all of the people who would like to attend both meaningless events. And boy, was this not a shot at Bill Foley in the Vegas Golden Knights franchise. Let, let, let's take a fun event from a place where we know players want to go and move it out of town to a place eh, they kind of maybe want to go. At least they'll be in town and they'll see a show. The country cousin of uh, Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Nash Vegas. Whatever they call it. Lostville. Like, I'm happy I can potentially go and do the whole um, last day of school thing next summer if I choose to and, and drive. But otherwise, I'm kind of, oh, let's move all this stuff into the middle of the week. Meh. I just you hope all the people... Be- you too can be a part of the 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 hockey media uh, conference that goes on there. But he, here's where Under Armour needs to come in and make this deal. All the writers need some Under Armour shirts for the amount of sweating they are going to do because of the humidity in late June. Dear God, they need some performance wear for writers. <laughs> sure you need something by that oh because i mean summers in the southeast i sweat profusely when i am going from place to place or in in one place i walk outside feel the humidity and then walk back into the comfort of air conditioning and feel chills immediately people wonder why they get sick in the summer yep Because they're constantly hanging around with other people. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> constantly is a loaded word. Has my few uh, dabbles with um, illness. Well, I have children, and they're constantly around people. Thank you. Yes. Because yes. the masks help so much. Oh God, yeah. Because we all know children are just little petri dishes. Mm-hmm. That is their purpose, or a purpose. They have a purpose. They have multiple purposes, but you know, sometimes you have to wait until they get older to get the the free child labor out of them. God damn it! Like what age? <laughs> Uh, they can start carrying things for you probably around like five or six. Yeah, this is true. You know, actual work though, it's probably closer to like nine or ten. And yes, I was there. My aunt, I was, I was. Well, I wasn't free. She actually paid us a reduced rate, but uh, did a ton of work for my aunt as a kid. So, um, so this is from personal experience that I'm speaking of <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to gauge of uh, at, at what point. Um. Can also steady. So steady chores probably around ten, nine, ten. Yes. 
eight, nine, ten, eight, eight if they're precocious. If they're if they're you know easily distracted, probably ten. Just kind of depends on the kid. Okay. But the things you can trick a kid into hauling with a wagon. <laughs> yeah. See, oh. mine didn't just want to get like on his bike or in his electric his little electric car. So introduce a cargo bike to said kid. That's kind of what I was thinking, and I wonder if there's enough torque in that car for me to put a trailer hitch on it. It can be done. Well, anything can be done. It's whether it works or not, Pat. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, a little modifications can be made because I've seen it done. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to modify that electric car to where the wheelie bar has to be put on it too. <laughs> okay, fair, <laughs> fair. A wheelie you bar. You start getting them. You start getting into the habit of of quote unquote helping as early as you possibly can. So that way, they're already in the mentality of helping when you ask them to do things. Okay, welcome to three v three child labor. <laughs> I have nieces and nephews, okay? I know how this works. And I was a nanny. I know how this all works. <laughs> That's why I came to you for legal help um, <laughs> on said subject. Although, though Pat has more practical experience, I'm sure, being a father. so Make it up as I go along, people. That's what everyone does. It's all good. Damn right. <laughs> um, okay. Any other hockey-ish type thingies going on? Were well, we going to play another round of what's in lose drawer? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we already established that it was uh, he added hallucinogens scrapple. or something. <laughs> no, he, he added Scrapple to his hard tack. Okay, I need to stop looking at adding another guitar to my collection just because I bought one yesterday. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um... So Sean Monahan got traded for... For that ever-so-popular Future Considerations. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the tell me how to lottery pick, or how to tell me how to lottery protect a first-round pick without making it lottery protected. Because that's effectively the conditions that were placed on that first-round pick. We're, we're slowly getting to NBA, NFL, Futures trade territory but my god the legalese in that release i know it was awesome wasn't it Boy. <laughs> it was both awesome and terrifying it's like when cat friendly needs to take a minute to digest this they can't you know produce a, a, a nice little graphic quickly i i loved how many times it was it was posted in my timeline with that meme of I, bro, I ain't reading all that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, or I'm happy it happened to you. Stuff, because <laughs> that's kind of about where it seems like it was. Yeah, but I am here for it. Oh, I am totally here for it because they they couldn't be asked to say it's lottery protected because the way the lottery shifted, right? Mm-hmm. So now they have to put all the conditions in to say if it's above this, that means we don't have a chance at the lottery. If it's below this, we can only move up so many spaces. So they lottery protected it without lottery protecting it. So I want to know if they if they had that already worked out like months ago, just in case the situation popped up or if they had to do that on the spot. Oh, no, they clearly did this on the spot. Because there are so many conditions that weren't removed over the months. Like, if we want to go back to what's what's in Lou's drawer, I bet he has a couple trades with the paperwork ready to go. He just needs to get the other GM to <clears throat> agree to it. Quote, unquote. What, what if, what if? This whole Lou Lamarilla thing is actually just a weekend at Bernie's thing. <laughs> mm, nope, 
because Parise still got another contract for this upcoming season. Mm, good point. Good point. Yep. If it were somebody else pretending to be Lou, you're right. They wouldn't have given it to him. I mean, it's a good cover deal. That would explain why Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman were recently hired as AGM's for <laughs> the Islanders. I'm I'm just saying it could be a possibility. We could we could be doing dealing with the zombie Lou. I I mean you know it's just a thing. And you know what? Good for them. Good for McCarthy and Silverman for for you know. Coming back into the limelight that is Belmont, New York. <laughs> In fairness, they they both been working. Yes, this is true, but you know, it's been behind the scenes just right. the way Lou likes it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They've been like mom and shots, right? They're just all dressed in black, and you know, nobody nobody sees them. Boy, I pulled that one. Anybody remember Mom and Shots? <laughs> Used to be on the Muppets quite a bit, too. <clears throat> I had to think about it, but yeah, then it clicked. Once you said the Muppets, it was like, oh, right, yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, you know, they, they aren't that far from the beach, right? <laughs> no, not really. I, I invited my tongue because there's a different rabbit hole that we could potentially go down, but I won't. Are we at that point then that, that I, I, we need I, to be done with this call? <laughs> um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Nay, because you have to have one dissenting vote. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 